Welcome to the Reconstructing Healthcare podcast, a show where we discuss what's wrong with healthcare and talk with innovative companies disrupting the health insurance marketplace. Join us as we explore strategies to help employers lower healthcare costs and build a better health plan. Now here's your host, Michael Maneri. Hello, this is Michael Maneri, and I want to welcome everyone to the Reconstructing Healthcare podcast. Today, our guest is Glenn Tolman from Livongo. Glenn, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Good morning and happy new year. Happy New Year to you as well. So here's the game plan. Uh, what we seek to do on this show is really challenge status quo purchasing approaches and educate our audience on non-traditional methods to lower their health care costs and or improve value for their employees. Sound like something you'd like to help with? I would love to. Love to. We got a lot of work to do. Let's get going. <laughs> We sure do. All right. So to get us started, I'll just read a brief bio about you, Glenn. So our audience has a little bit of context about who they're listening to, and then we'll get into it. So Glenn Tolman is the chairman and chief executive officer of Livongo Health and is passionately committed to finding a cure for diabetes and other chronic conditions and keeping people healthy until we do. Tolman is also co-founder and partner in Seven Wire Ventures, a Chicago-based venture firm focused on investing in early-stage, innovative healthcare companies. A visionary leader and entrepreneur, he previously ran two public companies that changed the way healthcare is delivered, and most recently, Tolman served as chief executive officer of Allscripts, leading provider of electronic health records, practice management, and electronic prescribing systems. He is also the author of On Our Terms, Empowering the New Healthcare Consumer, which proposes new solutions to address the chronic conditions epidemic facing our country. All right, Glenn, anything else uh, you'd like to tell our audience about yourself? Well, I'm uh, most important. I've got three amazing kids. And uh, part of my passion about healthcare is to try to fix this as they and their children take advantage of our healthcare system. It's a healthcare system that works for them and is affordable. But no, I think that covers it. All right. Now, Glenn, you're a seasoned entrepreneur and, and really a, a leader in our, our healthcare industry. So, so what motivated you to start Livongo in the first place? Well, it's a great question. And there's, there's really a few different ways to answer it. So one is that healthcare is very personal to all of us. All of us have sons or daughters, mothers or fathers, or, you know, significant others, or even ourselves. And we interact with the healthcare system. We can't help it. Everybody is going to interact with our healthcare system at some point. So it becomes very personal, especially when you're dealing with someone who has a chronic condition or even an acute condition. If someone has to go in for heart surgery, at that moment, the only thing that matters is our healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And we know, we all know intuitively we can do better. Most people are dissatisfied with the healthcare system. So there's this broad sense of it's personal. And for me, it became very personal when my youngest son, Sam, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was eight years old. He's now 23 and, and doing well. My mother was diagnosed with type 2 uh, toward the end of her life. And what I realized was how hard we made it for people with a chronic condition to stay healthy. You would think we'd make it easier for them to stay healthy. But in fact, we made it harder for them. We put all kinds of barriers in front of them. We put co-pays in front of them. And, and if you can afford a co-pay, fine. But a lot of people in this country, you know, paying $25 a month per drug is a lot of money if you're on multiple kinds of drugs and injections and the like, and you have to buy supplies. And they simply can't afford it. So they avoid treatment. And what happens? They end up in the hospital 
and it's more expensive for for all of us. And so, so number one, there was a sense of healthcare is everybody's problem. Number two, there was a very personal experience where I said, this is fundamentally broken. And then three, there was a business perspective. And that is, as you mentioned, I've been lucky enough to run a number of different software companies across different industries. And what I saw is that the same technology we use in almost every other industry to make it easier to be a consumer, to make it easier to have a great experience, we don't use any of that in healthcare. And I thought to myself, why aren't we in what is most important healthcare to all of us in our lives? Why are we not using the best technology to create a new kind of experience that makes it easier to stay healthy and that people love? And I decided that I was going to jump in and try to create a company that did that. And that's, uh, that's how I ended up starting Livongo. It's such a good question is, is, and it's a simple one, and it's the, the, the question of why. One of the things we've talked about a lot on this show is, is misaligned incentives. And I think for, for a lot of the vendors and providers in the healthcare delivery spectrum, the incentives really aren't to create a better experience for the consumer. A lot of times the, the incentives are merely for higher profits and you know, maximizing earnings you know, with really very little disregard for the consumer experience. So I think that's one of the problems that exists in our healthcare system that uh, that we should be working towards, which you know I think is a good transition into uh, Lovongo. So tell us about the Lovongo product and service and what problem you're attempting to solve. Well, and by the way, and I'll jump into Lovongo, but your point is a very good one, and that is if you go out in any other part of the economy and you're going to spend a lot of money, you comparative shop for quality and cost. But if you need your knee operated on and you're trying to choose between two or three hospitals, you have no good information on the quality and you have no information on the cost. In fact, most people think that the cost of their knee surgery is actually their copay. Right. And yet your employer may be paying thousands of dollars difference. And if I said to you as a health consumer, here's two places, they're both equally far or close to where you live, both have equal quality records, and one is $4,000 more and the other one is not, which one would you choose if it was your money? Well, you wouldn't have any trouble figuring that out. But in healthcare, every day people are making choices that cost their employers, and ultimately that means them, thousands of dollars, and we're rewarding organizations that are low quality because we don't have good information. So putting the consumer in charge and looking at them not as a patient, but as a health consumer is a big part of what Livongo does. But let's step back and let's start with the problem here. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that despite all the advances in information and technology and the like, the daily life for a person with chronic condition hasn't improved much at all in the past few decades. In fact, you know, in the U.S. healthcare system has consistently made it actually more confusing, more complex, and more costly for people with chronic conditions. And there's 135 million people in the U.S. with chronic conditions. And all of the new devices and apps and medications and things to do 
you know, it just made it noisy. It made it complex, costly, sure. confusing. And so at Livongo, what we did was we created this new approach that said, we're going to make it easier. We're going to empower people with chronic conditions to live better and healthier lives. So think about those words. So first, we didn't say we want you more engaged. Every one of these hospitals and health plans has an engagement program. But if you have a chronic condition, you don't want to spend more time. You don't want to be more engaged. You want to be less engaged. You want it to go away. Right. And so you want technology that makes it simpler, not more complex. You don't want to have to sync up different apps and have four apps and say, okay, for my diabetes, I call one coach, but for my hypertension, I call another coach and I have different apps and different logons. And oh my gosh, you throw your hands up. And this is, remember, this is something you didn't want to begin with. You didn't right. want a chronic condition. So, so what we've said at Lavango is let's empower people. Let's put the person back in charge, mm-hmm. which, you know, in healthcare in this country today, healthcare is something that's done to us. And we almost feel like, you know, here's what's going to happen to you. Here's all the things you're going to do. Here's, and it's like, well, hold on a minute. This is me. This is my body. This is my mother, my father, my son, my daughter. And I want to make the decisions. I want you to empower me. Give me the information. Give me the choices. And I'm a person. I'm not a disease. I'm not a diabetic. I'm a person with diabetes. I'm a person with hypertension. So empower me. Treat me as a person, treat me as a health consumer and give me the choices. And believe it or not, I can make good choices and I will. And that's what Lavango really is about. So we have this new category that we've created where we take these really smart devices Mm -hmm. and we aggregate all the information and we put it together and we figure out from all that information, what are the health signals in that information that matter to you? And we personalize it. And then we deliver it back to you to say, here's the easiest, best choice to make. And it's your choice. And you decide to make it. And then we see just like Netflix does or Amazon or Google does. If you choose to do it, next time the system gets a little smarter. And it says, people like you like to do this. And just like Amazon recommends books that I would like to read. And it's frustrating how good they are because they keep giving me more books that I have to read. (laughs) <laughs> and I want healthcare to be that good. I want healthcare to say, people like you do this. And I say to myself, wow, that sounds right. They, they know me pretty well. That feels good. Yeah. And then it turns out that that works. So that's what the company is about, where we started off with a focus on diabetes. Mm-hmm. And then as we build trust among people, it turns out that 70% of the people with type 2 diabetes also have hypertension. Yep. And so they started coming to us and saying, can you also help me with my hypertension? Because I trust you. And then a lot of those folks have weight issues. And they said, listen, I've tried every diet. Can you just help me figure this out? And so, and what they wanted was not a solution. They wanted choices. They wanted information. Just like, you know, it's the same thing of when people have a health issue, what's the first place they go? They don't go to their doctor. They go to Google and they Google it and they try to learn about it. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty smart as people, but we got to get the information and that's what we do. So whether it's diabetes, whether it's hypertension, whether it's hyperlipidemia or weight management, Mm -hmm. soon to be behavioral issues like depression, 
and even pre-diabetes, keeping people from getting diabetes. All those things are things that Livago can help empower people to take charge of their chronic condition. And when we do that, the good news is that it actually, they spend less money, not more. So we've been able, you know, people say, well, what does it cost? Mm -hmm. Um, There's no cost if you're a consumer. There's no cost if you're an employee of one of the great companies like FedEx or like Target or like Microsoft or Amazon or Delta Airlines or whoever's using us for their employees. There's no cost whatsoever because we've been able to do something kind of magical. We've been able to convince employers that it's in their best interest and it's a good business decision to make it easy for their people to stay healthy. And how do you make it easy? Well, you make it free. Because yeah. if I say to you, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to check your blood sugar. And But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to charge you every time you do it. That's by charging you for a little strip. And you got to prick your finger. And you have to write it down. And you have to report it. When you report it, anytime it's not a good number, we're going to have somebody call and yell at you. <laughs> well, no wonder people don't do it. <laughs> but what if I said, listen, it's going to be free. We're going to make it as easy as possible. You never have to remember to order strips. You never have to write anything down. We got all that covered for you. Totally free. And anytime 24 by 7, you have a question, touch the screen, and 60 seconds later, somebody will be on the phone saying, Michael, how can I help you? And wow, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, this, this is pretty good. And so, can I also ask that person on the phone about other stuff? Yeah, you can ask them anything you want. And I say, wow, this this seems like healthcare that's geared toward me. Love it. So there's a lot that you just talked about there, and I want to dive in a little bit. You know, you mentioned this notion of of you know applied you know health signals and collecting data and and having kind of a smart system. So give us some examples of of how that actually works in practice. Someone who's engaged in the program, are they getting certain gadgets that are helping monitor their their blood glucose or blood pressure in real time, or you know? How are you collecting the information yeah. from, from the participant? Well, first of all, again, you're a very good question. So we're using cellular connected devices to connect the information. And so what does that mean? So most people across the world use a little device if they have diabetes called a glucometer. Mm-hmm. And that glucometer, you stick a little strip into it. You put a drop of your blood. You got to print your finger, get a drop mm-hmm. of blood put a drop of your blood uh, on that, and it gives you a number. Now, for most people who don't have diabetes, a normal range would be, call it 90 to 120. Mm-hmm. But people who have diabetes, they have to manage that using insulin and what they eat to keep that range in sync because they don't have the normal regulation capability in their body. So they're checking, and if the number is really high, they give themselves some insulin. If it's really low, they may eat something or drink some fruit juice. And so they do that. Now, what we've done is we took that basic little dumb meter that just gives you a number, and we put a cellular chip in that meter. And then that allowed us to do all kinds of things. One, to know when you're checking. Two, to give you real-time insights and nudges. So we might say something like, hey, In the morning, use a little less insulin, or we might say something like, but we wouldn't actually tell them what insulin to use. Let me correct that. We would say, in the morning, your number seems very low. 
talk to your physician about using less insulin. So I kind of jumped to the conclusion. Mm -hmm. But similarly, we might say, hey, try changing your diet because on Thursdays, your numbers are perfect. Whatever you do on Thursdays, do more of it. And somebody says, oh, well, on Thursdays, I never eat this or I always eat that. And you say, well, you can make yourself feel better by doing that every day. Wow, I never thought of that. So we're giving them real-time feedback. Now, some people have moved from pricking their finger to the latest technology, and this is mainly people with type 1 or inherited diabetes, and that is using a patch or what's called a uh, continuous glucose monitor. And one of the top ones is provided by Abbott called Libre. It's a little Mm -hmm. patch you put on your arm, and it monitors your blood sugar 24 hours a day. Now, not a lot of people use that yet, but if you have that, our system will talk to that as well. Let's flip over to something like hypertension. Mm -hmm. So you want to see if the meds are working effectively. So we have a system where you put a blood pressure cuff on. It has a cellular embedded chip, and it, just like this cellular meter, sends that information to us. You get on a scale. You can check your weight. That's connected from a cellular standpoint, and we can help you manage your weight. So in every case, what we're doing is making it easier to provide you very personalized information about how to stay healthier and how to better manage your condition. I think that's great You know that you're getting that data and being able to leverage it to provide information back to the participant. But that said, behavior change is tough, right? And I think there's lots of studies that show that you know, behavior change, especially with those with chronic disease burdens, is more effective than actually any of the medications out there because the medications really just prevent things from getting worse and don't really do anything to to correct drivers of of the condition. Once you have this information, what are you doing to help motivate, you know, behavior change in, in sort of the eligible population? Well, I think that the first and most important thing you can do is make it easier and take the hurdles away. Mm-hmm. Remove the complexity, the confusion, and the cost. So that's number one. Because yep. if you make it really hard, no matter what it is, you know, if every time you wanted to Google something, you had to put in your full address, your social security number, and three other codes, you wouldn't like to use Google. But right. they made it so easy that anybody can learn it and do it. And that's what we try to do. So that's step one. Step two is you want to deliver information in the form of insights, in the form of new knowledge, where somebody says, did you know this? Somebody says, oh, I I actually did know that. And now that you tell me, I'm glad I know. So delivering insights that, again, make it much easier to stay, uh, you know, to stay healthy. And so that's the second piece of the equation, because at the end of the day, it turns out that healthcare is primarily an information business, especially when you're talking about preventive healthcare. Sure. It's very different if you're going in for surgery. That's a whole different thing. But if you're, if you're talking about prevention, you know, what if you could tell people that, hey, based on, and this is where we'll go in the future, based on your biome, like I eat a lot of ice cream. And people say to me, how do you, you know, how do you stay fit? Well, Apparently, my metabolism, whatever it is, it, ice cream doesn't affect it. Somebody else could have one scoop of ice cream, and they put on weight. Everybody's a little different. So right. one, the more we know about your body and how it works, 
it's different. You may exercise differently. Some people exercise like crazy and, you know, it doesn't seem to have an impact. Other people can do no exercise and they are unbelievably fit. So everybody's a little different. So the more we know about your body, we know, for example, statins, common drug used to reduce uh, cholesterol Mm -hmm. and inflammation. And uh, there's certain statins that simply don't work on certain people. And if you find that, you need to switch them to a different statin, which works fine. But now that we know that, we see, we see well, some people were wasting a lot of time and energy and money if we're giving them a statin that we know from a test doesn't work. So right away, we should know that everybody who's on a statin should either see if it works immediately, and if it doesn't, they should be evaluated using a simple test to show whether or not that they just that particular statin doesn't work. So that's the kind of thing that we can give people, make it easier, give them better information, and allow them, show them the progress they're making in yeah. managing their condition. And so really what I, what I heard you just say is, is this is really more about a personalized approach to, to medicine and, and healthcare, identifying that, you know, each person is, is unique and that there's no, you know, one size fit all solution. Yeah, that's right. And we're moving more and more. You hear about this, you hear about personalized medicine, personalized healthcare, but the problem is most of it is just a dream right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that we created this new category called Applied Health Signals is because for the first time at Livongo, we've been able to put this together. And let me give you an example. Not to pick on them, but IBM Watson is great about aggregating data. They've bought up lots of companies that have lots of data. They have enormous amounts of data about people's health. Mm-hmm. And they're actually pretty good about interpreting what does that data mean? So they can tell you certain kinds of people have certain kinds of issues, but that's where it stops because what they can't do is deliver it back to change the behavior of those people. Sure. Now on the other end of the extreme, you have the Apple, the new iWatch, which gives people information about their heart. And the problem there is that if you talk to cardiologists, they really don't like the iWatch. And you say, well, why is that? Well, because people are coming in with all kinds of false positives saying, oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. I think something is wrong with me because they don't understand how to interpret that data that they're getting. Sure. And so what we've done is we've taken, you know, we've taken lots of data, not just from our devices, which is very personalized about Mm -hmm. your own body. But we've taken data from pharmacy records and from electronic health records, and we put all this data together, huge amount of data. So we aggregate the data. Then we interpret what that data means. So what are the health signals that matter to you? But then here's where it gets fun. Then we deliver it back to you real time, just when you need it. And then we see if it works. So we iterate, just like Google does, or just like Twitter does, or any of the services that we like because they're real-time and they give us real-time feedback. On Google, you know whether the search you got worked or not. And if it didn't work, you search again. And they see that pattern and they say, oh, we have to move this result up because people liked it. Move this result down. So this AI, AI engine, which is aggregate, interpret, apply it, which is deliver it right to you at the right moment, 
and then iterate if it doesn't work. That is having all those pieces together is what makes Lavango so unique as an applied health signals company. I have to say, what I love about what you just described there is this notion of iteration. And I think that is, it's the drive to get better results. And that's what's missing with traditional health insurance providers and vendors is that there isn't that feedback loop. What we do with traditional healthcare purchasing uh, and what we continue to do is the same old thing that delivers poor results with very little effort to evaluate it and, and iterate. And so I think that's fantastic exactly. that, that you have that capability inherent, you know, in the product. And at the end of the day, you know, your consumers are going to tell you what's working and what's not, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what's funny is if we take, let's take something simple like Uber or Lyft. Initially, it was really a shock to people. You know, all of a sudden they got to evaluate every single ride. And the person who drove them got almost immediate feedback on, well, your last rider didn't like your ride. And so people got better because they basically said, hey, listen, I got five people who gave me feedback today and they all didn't like me. Hmm, I better change something. Right. But when, then it got a, little, got a little bit crazy when we found out they were evaluating us too. And so all of a sudden, people were a little bit offended. Wait, why should they get to evaluate us? Because that's how it works. Yes. And so all of a sudden, people started to say, I remember my daughter saying, hey, hurry up. And I said, well, you know, why? She said, I don't want to get a bad rating. I want to be prompt. And that was a wonderful thing because it had two-way responsibility. And that's what good feedback does. And that's what we want in healthcare. So again, I think, you know, this, that note, that concept, that notion of iterating the flywheel where it gets better and better, that is the essence of personalized healthcare. But you can only do that if you have a real connection with the end user. And that's what we call them members. And, you know, members for us are golden. That's why we exist, to deliver, to make it better and better and easier and easier for people to stay healthy. And when you do that, it's amazing. They get healthy. And that's what we're seeing. And in our companies that work with us, they see a reduction. They're actually saving close to $83 a month by using Livongo. And that's just in diabetes. Imagine as more and more are now starting to adopt hypertension or using our pre-diabetes service to keep people from moving into the condition we call diabetes. And all of those services are being effective and they're measurable. And that's important because business, rightly so, there's nothing wrong with this, says, look, I don't want to pay for services that aren't used, so they only pay for Lavango when people use it. I don't want to force my people to use a service. So Lavango is always opt-in. They aren't forced. No one's forced to use it. They choose to use it. And they choose to keep using it. So they can stop if they want. So we have to be very consumer-focused, very member-focused, and deliver something that's really valuable. And that's how healthcare should be. Shouldn't be forced on you. You shouldn't be limited. You're in charge. You're empowered. And you get to make the choices. And our job is to provide you with the best information. And then we believe, we have this crazy belief that says that, you know what? If you give people the right information, they will make good choices. It's worked everywhere else. Healthcare is really not that different. People say, well, it's complex. It's this. No, it's not. 
if you, you know, you have these choices because healthcare is very personal and you may make choices that other people don't understand. You know, my mother decided, you know, toward the end of her life to not aggressively have surgeries and have tubes out of her to treat her cancer. She wanted to live her life and end her life with dignity, doing everything she wanted to do. And it was perfect for her. Someone else might make a very different decision. That's their choice. I would never second guess it. And it's funny, some of my my sisters said, no, she ought to fight this. And she said, no, I want to do it my way. And that was the right choice for her. No doctor could tell her. Nobody could tell her. She knew what was right for her. And that's what made it great. So our goal, how do we empower people? How do we put the people with the chronic condition back in charge? Because that's what we want. At those most vulnerable moments, we don't want somebody telling us what to do. We want somebody telling us what our options are. And we love when people give us really good options that cost less, that we're happy with, and that deliver better care. And that's Flavongo. That's what we do. Very good. So I, I, I want to highlight a couple of things that, that you mentioned there. You know, one that, you know, you're seeing reduction in costs of about $83 per month for, for the participating population. And so for, for an employer who's, who's thinking about this, that's really the, the return on investment, you know, for, for a program like this from a, a dollar standpoint. There's also the return on investment can also be measured in different ways. And I think that's sort of the, the member satisfaction component. And so I would imagine you guys are tracking a metric like NPS. We are. We are. And just to stay with the $83 per month for one moment, that is, you know, imagine if, you know, if it's $83 a month and you're talking about a larger employer and they have 5,000 people with diabetes, you know, what we're talking about over the course of a year is $5 million. I mean, these are big expenses. So that matters to them. But you bring up the other issue that's so important, and that is we're not forcing people to use it. You can't do that in healthcare. So we have to develop a, a service, what we think of as an experience that people really love. And the great news is our net promoter score at Lavango is between 62 and 67 depending on the month, we measure it every month. Sure. And sure. so let's call it the mid, mid-60s, mid so 65. That's right up there with all the services we love in the consumer world. When the average healthcare payer is around 10, some are at zero. And so you see that difference, and it's the difference between really focusing on delivering something that consumers love. And you can't say like anymore. Like is like when you say, well, consumers like. No, in the age of today, the age of the internet, either people love you or you're vulnerable. You're just waiting to be replaced. And the great news is they love Lavango. And you go on the internet and there's people telling stories about Lavango changing their life and saving their life and making a huge difference. And that, frankly, is what fuels the passion behind our own people. So our own people, you know, they, they tell us they love what they do. And, uh, you know, I had to tell a bunch of our folks to go home on New Year's Eve. I said, come on, get out of here. Um, go home and enjoy it. It's New Year's Eve. One more thing to do. One more thing because they believe. They know that we're helping people. And that's a great feeling. You know, look, I've, I've checked out some of the consumer videos of people who are using the service. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's amazing 
and the passion that you see, you know, when they talk about, you know, this service and how it's, you know, impacted, you know, their, their lives. And I think that, that that's absolutely one of the things that's missing in the majority of the healthcare delivery system is making something easy and delivering something that make people happy. It sounds like you guys are making great progress there. Well, I, you know, I spoke to a large group of hospital executives recently and I said, let me ask you a question. You're in the community. You're a big, you know, you have physical presence in the community. You're with people at their most important moments. Why don't they love you? Why don't they love you? You're doing, you're saving lives. You're fixing broken arms. You're doing, why don't they love you? Because this is the craziest thing. And we all have, there's, oh, everybody has a story of a teacher or a coach who they love. That's right. They made an impact. But how many people walk around and talk about a hospital that they loved? Even when they save their life, they don't seem to love them. And I said, that's what you got to figure out. That's who you want to be. You want to be so strong in that community that you can't be displaced. And yet today we see people who are flying to other communities to get care because they feel like they'd be better taken care of. How is that happening? And so that's the fundamental challenge in healthcare. The most personal thing that happens in healthcare, we have to figure out as an industry, how do we create an experience that people will love? And at the same time, our challenge is to do what we've done in every other area with technology. How do we make it cost 30% less? And we can do it, but we're going to need, you know, the same kind of moonshot mentality that we had in, uh, in so many other industries. Well, well, we'll we'll need that mentality, and we'll also need to you know peel back the wall, so to speak, of of PPO networks, which you know really hide quality and and price information, and and I think that's one of the key things that needs to change because once we have better price transparency, better quality transparency that's inherently built into the the insurance products, we'll be able to make progress on that. Right now, there's there's not a lot of incentives for those hospitals to change what they're doing. I think that's coming and I think it's coming and it's almost like it's coming in ways that people don't understand it. So, you know, Obamacare, whether you love it or you hate it, one thing's clear, and that is there's millions of people who are now health consumers. So what do I mean by health consumers? That means their first $1,000, $2,500, $5,000 is now out of their pocket. And you better believe they're starting to negotiate. Second, there's a whole generation being trained on telehealth, which says, I pay my doctor $39 or $49 for a visit. And my son says, I'd rather call on the phone and pay it out of pocket than deal with the health plans. And it's like, what? It's yes. like, but it's free on the health plans. And he said, well, first of all, it's not free. There's a copay. Second, it's such a hassle that I'd rather pay the extra 10 or $15 and just do it directly. I can call any time. I can be face-to-face with a really good doctor on the phone. And I like that better than in person. And, and you know, people like me kind of scratched their head and said, how can we be in a situation where that could be better than in person? And it's because we made it so hard. I went to an appointment recently yep. and I had to wait. I, you know, rushed to get there. I had to wait 20 minutes. I said, well, why couldn't you call me to tell me that the doctor was running 20 minutes behind? I understand she gets behind because she's giving great care. I don't have an issue with that, but why couldn't somebody tell me? Because I really... <laughs> 
stress to get here on time. And now you keep me waiting 20 minutes. And then second, you know, fortunately, there was nothing wrong. And I was like, it seems to me this could have been done remotely. So all of that experience was very dissatisfying. It wasn't the physician's fault. It was nobody had thought through the process. So and everybody has a story like that, unfortunately. Oh. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's what we got to yeah. get at. That's that's why I'm here in Los Angeles and I use a virtual primary care provider who's in New York City because I can't stand the time it takes to deal with going to a regular office setting. Exactly. Exactly. And and you are, you know, you are the future. You're time constrained, you're convenience focused, and you want great care. You don't want to trade off. You still want great care. Yeah. And we're gonna get better and better at giving that. And services like Lavago, you know, I've had people who come to me, especially some athletes who say, I want one of your meters. I said, well, you don't have diabetes. I want to know what my blood sugar is. I want to know the impact that things I do have on my blood sugar. I'm really interested, you know, because this is my body. I compete. I want to understand why days that I don't feel as energetic, I've got a blood sugar issue. And they're kind of becoming mini scientists, but they're focused on their body. Now, they may be the extreme. And I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. Sure. But the point being that we're all trying to figure out this thing called health, it's become more and more important to us. And it should be. And, and it so, should be, for so sure. Again, I think that, that we're on a good path, but we have to go faster. We have to get there faster. And I'd love for the hospitals to partner instead of fighting the trend Instead of simply saying, we'll just buy up local physicians, so you have to come to us. The answer is, any struggling industry, when they start to do consolidations, and the main point of the consolidation is, we can take a lot of cost out, that shows you they're not, they're not thinking. Because great businesses don't focus on, we can just take cost out. Even if they do it, they focus on what they're going to do that's great for their customer. That's right. What they're going to do that's great. Yeah, and value creation, value creation for the consumer or purchaser, <laughs> and and that mindset is completely missing, without a doubt. So yeah, Glenn, and, Glenn, well, and by the way, I'll, I'll say one last thing, and that is, there are certain organizations. They're few, they're far between. There are certain payers. You know, we have a great partner in from the in the Pacific Northwest, run by a by a visionary CEO named Mark Gans. And if you told him that he is running, you know, he runs a few of the blues plans out there. It's called Cambia. And uh, if you told him he's running a payer, he would say, you would say, absolutely not. We do that, but we're in the services business. And he's redefining how they approach the whole experience of healthcare. We're going to see more and more of that where these innovative leaders step up and say, Steve Clasco who runs Jefferson Health in Philadelphia. He's starting to question all kinds of things that have never been questioned before. He's the CEO there. And he's a visionary. And he's saying, why can't we make healthcare great? So these folks are starting to pop up and they will create distinctive competitive advantage, you know, and that's gonna happen. So it's an exciting time to be in healthcare. Without a doubt. Glenn, I want to be respectful of your time. And so if there was one question that I should have asked you, but I didn't, what would it be? Well, I think the, the, the real question that everyone is struggling with is how fast will this happen and how fast can this happen? 
And I think, I believe it's going to happen faster than people imagine. But I think all of us have to really take the old network approach, if you remember that, and say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. (laughs) I want healthcare to be a world-class experience. I want healthcare to be delivered in a quality fashion at a much lower price than we deliver it at today. And that ought to be our demand. And if the American consumer demands it, it will happen. And it will happen faster. I don't think we can wait for the government to do it. And I think that in the prior administration, there was good progress. It wasn't enough. I think the current administration, uh, there's some folks there doing some very good things. But, you know, there's also, frankly, a lot of pushback and defocusing of what's important. But I think it's going to come from be driven by private industry. They're going to set the example. And uh, I think we've got to push for it. So I appreciate you giving uh, Navango the opportunity to uh, talk about one way we can make healthcare better. And I appreciate what you're doing with your podcast. It's awesome. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I think this was a, a great discussion and, and dialogue. And, and I think to your point, you know, if the American consumer demands it, it will happen. And really what we need is we need more employers to take a proactive stance here and, and decide that they, they want better results. And I think, you know, leveraging companies that are doing, you know, good work like Livongo is a step in the right direction. So on behalf of uh, our listeners and myself, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. I think this has been a great dialogue. And to our listeners, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Reconstructing Healthcare. Uh, With that, we'll sign off. Wherever you're at, we hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. All right. That was another great interview. Thanks to all who joined us for for this episode of Reconstructing Healthcare. Uh, For those who are interested in continuing the conversation, please visit us at www.reconstructinghealthcare.com where you can access the show notes for this episode and links to Lavongo's website and contact information, as well as a host of additional good content and articles. Lastly, if you are enjoying the content on this show, please take five seconds today and open up the podcast app on your phone. Go to our show's page, scroll down to the bottom of that page, and let us know what you think with a review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Reconstructing Healthcare Podcast.